Happy Monday and happy Martin Luther King Day. And welcome back to the BetUS NBA show. I'm your host, Alex Christensen. And joining me, as always, two of the very best basketball handicappers on Twitter, Chris Farley, Bets Farley, and Mr. Ski Profit. Again, gentlemen, this always sort of sneaks up on me. I always forget that the NBA does this, but it's awesome. We've got a basketball game on right now. The Celtics, um, we're kind of giving the business to the Hornets a little bit here, but the Hornets starting to close the gap. We've got a couple games starting right now. Chris, how awesome is it to have basketball in the afternoon, and why don't we always have basketball in the afternoon? That's a great question. I think um, maybe America, the American workforce would slow down a little bit if that was the case. And maybe that, you know, maybe they're just trying to save the economy a little bit there. Because I, I don't know if I'd be paying attention as much to the other things I have to have going on. But it's 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 great to see. I, I lean the Hornets. I believe they were what um, ten or like eight and a half. I mean, the line switched a few times. So nice to see them competing. And we got a few games. Actually, the Pacers and Bucks are going to start here in a few seconds. So it's awesome. It really is quite a bit of fun. Ski, is this too early in the morning for you, or do you like having like a little basketball with your coffee? <laughs> um, it's a little early. I know if you're on the East Coast, it's you know probably a little bit better of a time for you guys. But um, I understand it. On holidays, you give people things to do for the entire day when they don't have to go to work. So I'm all for it today. We have a few games we can talk about, and hopefully, you know, we can make some money on them. Yeah, the Hornets, Chris, I'm looking live. Looks like they're plus 11.5, plus 12.5. What do you think? Should we scoop that up while we're on the show? We should bet on this game. It's on. Oh, a live bet? Uh, yeah, I actually would. Yeah, I would I would lean the Hornets in that matchup, uh, especially if we're going out there live. I mean, they, they, they've been closing the gap on a few teams recently, playing pretty hard. So, I don't know. You know, Boston's down a few of their key players, obviously. Not a bad spot. All right, we'll keep an eye on that, but let's jump into today's game. Before we do, we'll take a look at our overall record here. Again, having kind of a tough year, but things have been getting better over the last few weeks. As we have more data, the team's record continues to get better. Again, kudos to Josh, who's been quietly and solidly just above 500 in what has been a tough season. Let's jump into today's games, and again, some of these are starting very soon. Um, we'll get started here with one that gets going in about 30 minutes in Madison Square Garden. The New York Knicks, two-and-a-half-point favorites over the Toronto Raptors. Knicks minus 135 on the money line. The total at 218, and Ski, you think that total's a little too high? I do. Um, I did see right before the show that um, Van Fleet got rolled in, so we don't like that, but it's a few different reasons why I like this here. Number one, um, recent performance. Neither one of these teams is playing up tempo. I have them bottom 10 in pace the last five games on the season. Um, they're both bottom six, bottom five, three-point shooting teams, and the Knicks, they're really good defending it. I think they're top five defending the three. So I like those things for and under. And from the Raptors side, um, this one goes back a few years, but I like backing them after they're off a of, double-digit loss. And the way I back them is, you know, they're a really good defensive team. So as long as it's a respectable total, like not one of these 208, 209, et cetera, et cetera, total is higher than 213. I have them 60.4% to the under, and I'm pretty sure four of the last five or something like that have stayed under too. So I like that. And then on the other side for New York, um, what I'm looking at there is since 2016, we're going to look at Home teams on an understreak, they are 57.7%. Uh, my bad, bear with me. So since 2016, home teams on an understreak, they're 430 and 315 to the under 57.7% during regular season division matchups. So that's what this one is today. And so I'll go under the 219. 
Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And it's, again, also an early start time. Um, as you go back and look historically, unders have done very well on MLK Day. I think a lot of that, again, is these earlier start times are funky. These guys build their whole schedule up to peaking at 7 in the afternoon, or 7 at night, 8 at night, 9 at night, not 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Right, Chris? Yeah, and I, I like this play from Ski. I think this is going to be a harder-fought game. Um, two defenses that, I mean, especially on the Knicks side, you know, they've been a top-10 defense now for a little while. Uh, finding their groove there in that regard. But, you know, Toronto, I, I wanted to bet on them the other night when they faced the Hawks. Obviously, that that didn't go very well. Uh, but they have been playing better. You know, they're coming together as a team a little bit more on both sides of the court as well. And they certainly have the length, right? They, I mean, this is, for all intents and purposes, uh, you know, Eastern Conference rivalry of sorts, right? So a lot of times in those situations, you get battles in the paint. You know, that's where both teams like to drive and shoot from anyway. So like another game, we're going to talk about Miami and Atlanta later on the show. Um, you know, two pretty good interior defensive teams, even if the stats don't show it, they're certainly capable of it. And I think it's going to be a battle in there all games so and no shots are going to come easily. Um, you know, I wanted to play on Toronto off that bad loss to the Hawks, but you can't bet against the Knicks right now. I mean, I mean, they're a top 10 team and, you know, overall efficiency, both on offense and defense, and they're kind of finding their groove. So but then at the same time, right, Knicks uh, coming off a of back-to-back five games in seven days. So I think it's a not a bad spot for the Raptors. Uh, but the Knicks are at home. It's MLK Day. A lot of these teams, I think, are going to be motivated today, too, you know, just because of the holiday and everything that it means to these players. Um, so, you know, with that, thinking about that, Knicks are probably going to play pretty hard today, too. So no lean on either side of this game, although I, I wanted to play on Toronto. Yeah, it makes sense. Only official pick here, Ski is going to take the under, 218 again, getting started shortly, so go ahead and hop in. Another game that's getting underway again pretty quickly here, the Golden State Warriors visit the um, Washington Wizards. The Wizards, two-and-a-half-point underdogs, just plus 120 on the money line. The total sits at 234-and-a-half right now, and Man, that's a big number, but I don't think it's big enough. These two teams have been scoring points in bunches lately. Um, if Bradley Beal's in, I didn't get a chance to see that. I think he was a game-time decision, so that information's probably floating out there. If he's in, great. If he's not, I'm not worried about this at all. This Golden State team has been really bad on the road, especially defensively. It's not at all what we've seen from this team. So I'm going to play the over here, and Ski likes it too. Yeah, Bradley Beal's out, and I'm with you that it doesn't – um, it doesn't kill the play for me. As far as the Warriors, we know they've been terrible on the road. And a lot of it is because, like you said, they don't play any defense. They're allowing north of 123 points per game, and they're going to play up tempo. I know on the season, I think they're number one in pace, and in the last five games, they're number three. So it should be an up-and-down game. Um, Wizards, not a good team defending the three. We know Golden State can shoot it. And the only person who was really scoring for that Wizards team last game was Kuzma. Uh, I think he continues to stay, you know, on fire, or, you know, stay hot. And the rest of the guys are going to shoot a lot better. I tend to think, you know, if a team is shooting 30 percent or 35 percent one night, they're going to come a little bit back to the norm, uh, which is shooting a little bit better the next night. So I like both of these offenses. I think it will be an up-tempo game. And I'm with you on the over. Yeah, makes perfect sense. And Chris, you might not think there's going to be a lot of points in the game, but at least one guy should score a bunch, right? Yeah, I go with Jordan Poole's overprop. Uh, I think it's a 25 and a half or 26 and a half, whatever it's settled at here at BetUS. But um, I, I think he gets closer to 30 tonight. You know, we've seen in the in the few previous games for the Warriors, obviously trying to bring back Steph Curry into the rotation. 
and he just hasn't been quite as efficient as we're used to seeing. Maybe he's just quite, you know, not not quite ready to be out there on the court yet. Uh, but when they mix in Jordan Poole a little bit more as that energy starter that he can be, um, I think it's a great catalyst for the Warriors offense, at least at this point, right? And that and that's the greater role for Poole over the years for the Warriors, right? As he's going to be asked to take on more of a, a prominent role. And I think they're going to hand it over to him a little bit more tonight in a matchup where I think he could win a lot. Um, you know, it's going to come down to, you know, can the Warriors make their threes in this game tonight too, right? Because that hasn't always been that consistent, but that's probably going to start with Steph and it's probably going to start with Jordan Poole as well. I would also lean to the Warriors side in this one. Um, just looking at this from a different angle, you know, we are at the halfway point of the season, a little bit over for some of these teams now. And if the season stopped today, the Warriors would be the eighth seed in the Western Conference. Washington would be out of the playoff picture. All things even, right? The Warriors, the championship from last year when motivated, this is still a much better team. And I think they are aware that they need to start winning. I mean, this isn't the time of the year where you can just keep on kind of giving up these day, uh, games and experimenting. So that's why I like the Jordan Poole prop. I think they're going to use him as they need him. And I think they might need him a little more than uh, they you know expect to need him in the past. And I think the Warriors are going to bring it tonight, too. Uh, just, they continue to be up and down. I know they haven't been that good on the road. Uh, but I think we can expect a little bit of regression on that side, too, right? The Warriors have shown us that they can play defense. They are capable of coming together as a team like we've seen. It's just been at home up until this point. So um, I would lean Warriors, but I like Jordan Poole to go over at his points. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense here. So Chris is going to take Jordan Poole over 25.5 points. Ski and I are going to take the full game over here, 235.5. And, and again, starting pretty quickly. So go ahead and jump in and get those in. Um, next game, this one starts about 3.30 Eastern, so about a little less than an hour from now. The Miami Heat visit the Atlanta Hawks, not the Brooklyn Nets, folks. The Miami Heat visits the Atlanta Hawks. Um, the Hawks half point, uh, I'm sorry, just one point underdogs at home. The total sits at 2.23. And Chris, we thought there was going to be a bunch of points in the last game. Not so much here, though. Yeah, um, so I saw this play on the spreadsheet today from Ski, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride it with him. I like this play a lot. Um, the Atlanta Hawks have been playing much better defense uh, against the Clippers, Raptors, and Pacers, held them all to under 47% effective field goal percentage, which is not easy to do in the modern NBA. So we've you know, just seen uh, an, an uptick in improvement from them on that side of the ball. And then ever since that OKC game, right, where Jimmy Butler kind of went off, uh, the Miami Heat brought that same aggression that we've seen from the past, even with a really – uh, you know, porous lineup. They had a lot of guys out for that game, but they've shown their, you know, that same brand of heat defense since since then as well. These two teams also really don't like each other, right? Like you have a Hawks team who has kind of been owned by the Heat. They were knocked out of the playoffs last year by the Heat. Uh, it was a low-scoring game earlier this year. The Heat had their number again, kept the Hawks under 100 points in that one as well. Um, and I just don't trust that the chemistry and the unity is going to continue to be there for the Hawks offense you know now some new reports coming out that trey young like you know chartered his own plane last year in the playoffs and got fined for it or something he's just showing a lot of kind of selfishness um there with the hawks and there's some you know uh contentiousness i guess you could say going on between him and the team president whatever you know it just doesn't seem like they're playing as a unit necessarily yet on the offensive end of the floor and that's not a good thing when you're going up against the heat defense that's starting to find their footing I think this game should be more around 215 or so. So I think it's way too high. Uh, appreciate Ski bringing it to my attention this morning because it's a very busy morning. So I'll ride this one with you, Ski. I like an under. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. So Ski, tell us why I like the under, and then there's a prop as well. 
Uh, yeah, and I'm glad you reminded me about the prop because after hearing Chris talk, I'm all caught up on just the under. But I, I know the last seven meetings between these teams have all stayed under. You have a Heat team who's playing at the slowest pace in the league the last five games and also number one defensive rated team in that same span. Hawks, um, let me see, Hawks, they're also a top 10 defensive rated team the last five games. So that goes to what Chris was saying about them playing better defense. Yeah, both of these teams, bottom 10 shooting the three. And it's the same thing that I mentioned um, from that previous game or from the Raptors game since 2016. We have home teams on an understreet. They're 57.7% on about, you know, this is 745 games. That's a big sample size. And it's to the under during regular season division matchups. So I like everything for the under in this one, and that's how I rock. And for the prop, we'll go with Bam Adebayo over his 10.5 rebounds. You have the Hawks, the second-worst rebounding team in the league the last five games. And really, for a little bit over a month now, you have Bam averaging 11 and a half rebounds. And versus bottom 10 rebounding teams, it goes up to about 12. So I think it's it will be a, a lot of opportunities for him tonight, especially, well, Capella's not out. Um, he, he's going to be in, but he'll be on a minutes limit. So I don't think you have to worry too much about him. And we'll, we'll take Bam up and over his rebounds, and we'll take the full game under 223. Two official plays here. Again, both Chris and Ski like the full game under. Ski also going to add a player prop here. Bam out of bio over 10 and a half rebounds. One more game for us here on the rundown. So if you have questions about anything else, be sure to dump them in the comments. We'll get to them shortly. The Memphis Grizzlies, 10 and a half point favorites at home. Um, minus 525 on the money line. The total sits at 229. I'm going to play a team total angle here. The Phoenix Suns, with all due respect, been pretty stinking bad without Devin Booker and without Chris Paul, as they will be tonight. And, you know, outside of a few games where, you know, somehow against that. Golden State Warriors team at home, they're the only team that could shoot. Shot over about 60% in that game. You go back to the only other game that they scored a bunch of points. Losing to Minnesota, shot about 60% from three there. So, barring any sort of aberrant performance here, I have the Phoenix Suns team total well under the 109 that I'm looking at here right now in the market. My numbers came out closer to 106.5, 107. And Memphis specifically has been really good. It's kind of similar to what we've seen in New York. Um, and a lot of these blowouts, they don't just put up a big number. They do a really great job of tying down the other team their second third lineups the guys that really fill kind of those late minutes are better defensive players than i think you see on most teams and i think what we'll see from memphis here tonight is a nice big win grind out this phoenix team and you know basically hold them down so i had it closer to 106 and a half i'm gonna play a team total under 109 here for the suns what do you think chris yeah i like it um that's about the only angle i would look at this game is maybe an under for the suns or some kind of inefficiency on their end um, you know, we saw them rally against the Warriors a few games ago, but that's that's about the only spot that we saw the Suns play really well recently. Um, the only thing about this game that kind of has me, you know, second guessing having any plays on it, you know, the Suns won the last game, I believe, against the Grizzlies, so they split the series so far this season. Um, and, you know, this version of the Suns shouldn't be able to keep up with the Grizzlies, especially at home. They can be, I mean, Memphis is very explosive at home. Uh, they're, you know, explosive in most games, but especially on their on their home court. But John Moran showing up questionable. This does seem like one of those games where he could opt to sit out and the Memphis Grizzlies could still win with ease. And because that's the case, I really don't know how to handicap it because obviously it's such a big, you know, such an important part for the Memphis Grizzlies night to night. Um, so kind of a slight lean towards the Suns, uh, especially if he's out, and then you would get lucky if he is out tonight. But that's the thing, you know, there's a question about, today's slate of games that we can get to later, but 
Martin Luther King Day, it's an important day for the country. You know, the NBA kind of carries the torch for that. And you got to feel like a lot of these players are going to play really hard today, too, um, thinking about all that's going on. So it, motivation might be higher than usual for a lot of these teams. So I, I would suspect that John Moran would want to play in this situation as well. And the way that these rosters are composed currently, Memphis shouldn't have any issue there. But, you know, Monty Williams is a good coach. We've seen him uh, have his team step up in some of these really tough spots. So no play for me, just a lot of competing narratives. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And again, Morant in, Morant out. I mean, if he's out, the pace will be slower. And again, we'll see even better defense from Memphis. Yeah. What do you think of this game, Ski? Yeah, I mean, the Suns so far this season without Devin Booker, they're only averaging uh, 105 points per game. Um, I didn't, I, I missed the number, but I'm assuming their team total is a little bit higher than 105. So just thinking about that, um, Suns are the worst offensive rated team in the league the last five games and Memphis is number six defensive rated team so I think they can hold them down um, I'd probably rock with the team total under if I'm playing this game yeah makes sense to me and that's what I'm going to do give me a Suns team total under 109 and a half let's get to some questions here Greg Brewer asks um, does it mean or does the lines seem tighter than they usually are that concerns himself a little bit today? And I guess maybe he's talking about, as I start to look, not too much movement here today in a lot of these spreads. I mean, we do have some pretty big numbers, a couple small numbers. So maybe to take this question in another direction, you know, Ski, what have you thought of the market here so far in the NBA this season? And even today, I know that to start the year, CLV has actually not done as good of a job as it normally does. It's starting to catch up a little bit. But, you know, what have you seen about the lines? They seem like they're a little bit tighter. They're still a little loose. There's still some inefficiency out there. I think there's still some inefficiencies, but I mean, to what you just said, CLV, you know, hasn't really been an indicator of making money so far this season. So that, that's all I can say. I think there's still some money to be made. You can still take advantage of some things, but just because you beat the line doesn't mean you have a winning ticket. Yeah, again, it's usually a good thing. If you think about this, the grand scheme of things, you know, 40 games for each team over a 10-year sample is actually fairly small. So curious to see how the market does for the rest of the year. Again, the last month it's been getting a little bit better. But, you know, what do you think in general of these lines, Chris? And, you know, throughout the year they usually get better. So I would assume they're a little tighter now than they were to start. Yeah, I, I think that's part of it. You know, I, I think the NBA schedule makers did a good job of having some pretty even – uh, game scheduled for today, you know, a, a day where maybe more people are going to be able to watch the NBA, right? So they're going to want to have some better games. You know, uh, if, if if the Suns were fully healthy, right, the Suns and Grizzlies would be a much closer line as well. Um, that being said, to to both of your point, yeah, Las Vegas Chris, who's been on the NFL show here at BetUS before, put out a great tweet today just saying how, you know, the, the ROI on um, – on home dogs, for example, mm -hmm. is, is, I mean, way down, right? The um, ROI for like away favorites is way up. I mean, just like real, just like weird things happening in the NBA this year. It's definitely true with CLV too. You want to try and get closing line value, but it is absolutely, does absolutely does not mean that you're going to win that bet. Um, unfortunately, where in, you know, some other years you might be on the, uh, the right side of that more often than not. So I, th I think we're just seeing more parity across a lot of sports that that was definitely the case in the NFL this year. Um, so it's, it's, you know, sports are kind of, this is kind of like a game changing year, I think across the NBA and NFL as, you know, teams, you wouldn't expect to be as competitive. We've seen that this year from teams like the Kings, the Pacers, uh, and then just, you know, like injuries and everything else going on. Things are just kind of evening out a little bit and it's, it gets really tough to handicap in those situations. So I would say 
you know, limit limit your bet sizes and limit the teams that you bet on to the ones you really think you have a great understanding of. Really yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It's interesting that you brought up Las Vegas, Chris, because I was watching the games with him yesterday. And um, I think we were talking about the same thing in the NBA. And also, I mean, the rest advantage. You can see how much the rest just doesn't matter this season. Is it just because they've adjusted and made the lines to a point to where, you know, it just it, it takes that into account? I don't know. But a lot of things not really making the most sense compared to how we've seen NBA over the years. Yeah, I've always talked about sort of the schedule and the impacts that that's had. I think that, you know, Ski, something you point out about Milwaukee having this really long homestand and now these really long road trips. I think part of the adjustment of the schedule where they've been trying to keep teams home longer forces them to be on the road a little bit longer. That's a tough adjustment. And I don't have this broken out by favorite and underdog, but home teams, you know, you're just blindly up for about four units a season betting home teams, inclusive of juice. If you bet every road team, you're down about 60, almost 61 units. So we've seen a big swing this year towards home teams in general. Um, totals have been wild. There's been periods where the overs have steamed, the unders have steamed. I mean, in general, overs have done a little bit better this year, but I wonder if it's a combination of that and then maybe – just some bad expectations from some of us coming in here, you know, assuming that there was going to be the big, you know, Webb and Yama contest, the big Scoot Henderson contest. And we thought teams like Indiana would be tanking. They're a very solid team this year. Um, as you start to look, even some of the bad teams like Orlando have been really competitive. I mean, the only team to me that looks like it's outwardly trying to lose games is the Houston Rockets. I mean, everybody else seems to be kind of putting their best forward. Uh, foot forward so a little bit of a schedule adjustment maybe some little expectations that we needed to adjust coming in but it's definitely been an interesting season i'm curious to see how it shakes out um a couple other questions here any other thoughts guys on the Cavs versus the pelicans um as i look at that right now the cavaliers about seven and a half point favorites the total of 223 the Cavs are at home uh, new orleans has been pretty solid but cleveland at home has, has been a pretty good angle this came out pretty close to my numbers did you have any angles on this game um, well, I, I don't really like playing teams, you know, first game back at home after a long road trip. Uh, I just feel like it's a flat spot. So, yes, the Cavaliers have been dominant at home. But um, in this flat spot, expecting them to win by close to double digits, I'd probably look the other way. Makes sense. Chris, what do you think here? Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm off this game um, because the Cavs lately are like, and as I look at their schedule, I mean, they're like winning every other game, losing every other game. Uh, just a little bit up and down, and and to Ski's point, they're off that long road trip, right? Back at home, first game uh, two days ago, whereas Pelicans have a slight rest advantage. And like we've talked about many times in the show, the Pelicans can hang with any team because of how much depth they have. Uh, but the Cavs are a very talented team, and they're starting to get a little healthier too. So uh, not a bet I want to take tonight, but I I would lean to the Pelicans. Seven and a half is a lot of, is a lot of points for how well the Pelicans have still been playing without Zion um, and without Brandon Ingram. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Thank you, Marine Vet, for that question. And one more here. Kate Smith asks, um, market in plays tonight, thoughts? He's not. Um, just has been listed as doubtful. He is not expected to play tonight. Um, have either of you guys heard anything different? I just saw that pop up. I will take your word for it. I didn't see anything on marketing. Yes, I yeah, it just came up. I saw that come up on Spank Odds. I think Underdog just tweeted something. So looks like marketing's out tonight. Again, um, still a pretty decent spot for the Jazz. Looks like that number is moving a little bit. The Timberwolves are about three-point favorites. Totals of 231. Uh, seems all about right to me. Anything on that game, Chris? 
No, nothing in that game. That's another game that I skipped to. And, you know, you, you got to consider Markkinen now as like, I mean, maybe before the season you wouldn't have, you know, it would kind of be an afterthought. But, I mean, the dude is leading the Jazz in points, rebounds, uh, just really an all-around great player. Uh, that that poster or that dunk that he had the other day was like all over the Internet. Um, he's, he's a really good player. Uh, and and so I, I really don't like betting on betting on the Jazz in this spot, even though the Timberwolves aren't exactly a team to trust either. So. Easy, easy game to just to skip over. Although I will say the over, I, I, that's probably the side I was I would I would look for in that game. But then you know then you don't have market in tonight, which is uh, he's a top five player in the NBA right now, guys. No, I don't know about that, but but he's playing well. He certainly is. Any thoughts on that game, uh, Wolves Jazz? Ski? This is the one game I I crossed off and wanted nothing to do with, but probably an over. I think the Jazz are something like a little bit above 60% to the over on the road. Um, I know Minnesota is really poor defending the three. I believe they're second worst. So maybe, you know, if you don't have marketing, you got to find somebody else who's going to pick up the scoring. Jordan Clarkson has been balling. Um, I'd probably look for him on his points prop or his three-point prop. Probably be the way to go for me in this game if I'm playing. Makes perfect sense. Three questions. Thanks, everybody. Be sure to hit a thumbs up and the subscribe button while you're in there. Let's take a look at our best bets, though. Here's what we've actually got money down on already. Chris likes Jordan Poole to score more than 25 and a half points. He also likes Heat Hawks under 223. I'll take a Warriors Wizards over 234 and a half and a Suns team total under 109 and a half. Ski likes the Raptors Knicks under 218. He's going to join me on the Warriors Wizards over 234 and a half. He also likes the Heat Hawks. Hawks under 223 and Bam Adebayo to have over 10 and a half rebounds. That's all we got. Thanks everybody for watching. There's basketball on right now, so go turn that on. The boys will be back tomorrow. I'll even be back tomorrow to talk more basketball. Best of luck until then.